James handled it really well. Yeah, he awesome. called them out for what it is. Yeah, James is trying to be on top. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Uh, you can get involved by going to my chat line, and um, and uh, I can ask you a question and comments. Hi, y'all. Okay. I, um, oh, man, I got a lot to talk about today, but to be fair, because it's fellowship, anybody have any questions or anything? Nothing? Oh, okay. Um, I want to talk about, and so it's not a political thing, it's just, uh, another way to show you good from evil because our battle is a good versus evil kind of a battle. And I, I don't know if some of you saw that thing with Mueller, that's his name? He, they had a hearing and it was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about it? Before I put my little two cents in. You saw it, right? Yeah. What was your impression of it? I wasn't surprised. I, I never believed he had anything to say. And there wasn't anything to investigate. So you were not surprised the way he acted? No. Amazing. Did you learn anything from it? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. How about you? Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of it? Uh, it was... I wasn't surprised either. Did you learn anything from it? Not that I didn't already know. And what did you already know? That... There's a lot of lies in politics. Oh, okay. Yeah. And just avoiding questions, and it was just very interesting to just watch it happen. And did you, did you see it? Uh, I saw portions of it, yeah. What did you think about it? I felt that uh, he was caught in a lie, and I felt that he was stuck in between. His, uh, it's almost like he, um, he realized that he made a mistake. And he was trying to just, you know, trying to work both sides. Yeah. And did you learn anything from it? Uh, I learned that um, Democrats uh, are trying to push their agenda too too much, and they're trying. They're they're desperate, okay. and I think they're trying to uh, do anything to get rid of Trump. This is your first time here. First time here. What's your name? Your first Libio. name. Livio, Livio Brown. Oh, welcome, man. Thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure. Oh, good to have you. you. You live in L.A.? I live in Westchester, about 10 minutes away. Right on. Well, right. thanks for coming. Any questions for me? Uh, I just want to say that first, uh, I, I really like to say this. Uh, I'm 51. I've, uh, um, I'm originally from Mama, I think you said Mama Africa. but uh, I've been, I, came, <laughs> I came to the United States when I was six. Yeah. Um, I went from a third world country, uh, and uh, I've had a lot of hostility uh, between... Uh, with, Growing up, driving white black in the 80s, I'm 51. I have um, brothers murdered, mothers on drugs. I had every excuse to um, fall on the wayside and think how most liberals think. Yeah. But I was fighting that for almost 30 years until I met you, and I, somebody introduced me to you, a Jewish man. Right on. And he said, you need to listen to this gentleman. And after I listened to you, I realized I'm not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized that, uh, you know, I can't use excuses. So I've been, right. with a, I've been with a corporation for 30 years, and... Uh, and I, I, you know, I just want to say it's a pleasure to be here. Right on, man. Good to have you here. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Uh, what I realized, first of all, Mueller reminded me of my father when he was dying. My father died of the uh, Alzheimer's disease. And I talked about this on the radio. And I was surprised that Mueller acted that way. I didn't know he was going to act as though the, nobody was home. The lights are on and nobody's home. 
So they were asking him a question, and he like, could you repeat that question? Or what page are you on? Like, he didn't really know where he was and why he was there, right? I was surprised to see that. And then, but it reminded me of my father. My father uh, lived in Indiana, and so when I would go back to visit, I had told him before he, when he first started developing Alzheimer's, I said, don't forget who I am, all right? He's like, no, I won't. If you do, I'm going to kick your butt. And then he's like, I won't. And so after a while, he got worse and worse. And so I would go back and I would say, do you know who I am? He's like, yeah, you're my son. And I'm like, what's my name? And he's like, look, like, could you repeat that? <laughs> I said, what's my name? He said, I don't know. I just know you live way out there somewhere. <laughs> And Mola reminded me of that. I was like, maybe this guy got Alzheimer's disease or something. I thought, and then I wondered, why did they bring him in knowing that he had whatever issue he was having? And, and I realized that when you're angry, it's amazing what you do in that father state. You don't really, you can't really see what you're doing. And because there's no way they should have brought him up. He was not a good witness, that's for sure. But that's what anger does. It doesn't allow you to see clear. Let's come right here, Jim. It doesn't allow you to see. That's why you gotta drop the anger. You really do. I mean, you don't have to. You can keep it, but you should. Yes. Do you think that his Alzheimer or that could have been an act? Well, I don't know if he has Alzheimer or not, but it just reminded me of that because I went through that experience with my father. He may have been. He may have been acting. I don't know. But he should have acted dumb. He acted as though he wasn't a part of the case. Like he was supposed to be the head of it, but he had nothing to do with it. Like he had read any information. He didn't had no idea about anything. You thought it was an act? Well, I watched this one uh, body language a lady uh, that is on uh, YouTube. I think it's called... I don't know, body language. A body language lady? A body language ghost. It's, oh. um, and so what she does is she breaks down the body language and she tries to identify deception. So oh. it's on any video. Yeah. And she did do an analysis on Mueller and she recognized that when he came into the room, he was very coherent. He was very there, very present. But then as he sat down, um, his it started to change and it started to look more confused. And so that could be an indication that there's some deception in how he was uh, conducting himself. Oh, maybe. I don't know. But it didn't look like an act to me. It reminded me of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Oh, and an old man with Alzheimer's. That's what it reminded me of. Maybe. It's hard to tell. Yeah. yeah. Yes, ma'am. Right next to you, Cheryl. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Now I'm acting like mother. Um, no, you, got, you have Alzheimer's? No, thank not yet. Anyway, um, are you going to get it? No. Oh, but I got a call from a friend of mine out of Alabama yesterday. He told me my, I think she was our history teacher died, and she had died of Alzheimer's. I was surprised by that. Miss Holly died, <laughs> and she had Alzheimer's. Go, go ahead. But. Um, I just wanted to say, yeah, he, he I, I thought it was kind of cruel that they put him up there. And somebody should have just said, you know what, just, they should have just called somebody else. If he didn't write it, which is evident that he didn't know anything, or he says he didn't know anything about it, call up somebody else that does and, you know, give him. I like, would have never him put him there. To be I wouldn't either. I mean, it's kind of cruel that they, if they knew. I, I, don't, I don't know how much they knew. Unless he was acting, as she said. Yeah. That's he just, may have been acting. 
But that's just where he knew nothing about anything. I'm surprised the people who were questioning him just say, what's wrong with you? I would have said, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy? Are you sick or what? Because he really had no clue. He seemed to not have had any. Amazing. Um, Elijah Con uh, Cumming, you hear about that? Oh. Uh, James, tell us about what happened with Elijah Cummings and who he is. This is so good. So Elijah Cummings is the representative from Maryland. And for some reason, President Trump started tweeting about him. I don't know what the context was. But some he said, black lady said that he went out and videotaped his neighborhood, and she was on one of those networks, and she said that his neighborhood was trashy and dirty, and she showed videos of it. Okay. And that's when he said, he tweeted out, Elijah Cummings need to shut up, something like that. He, his neighborhood is rat-infected, whatever kind of infected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little more to that? Yeah. Where's the mic? So C Cummings runs a, uh, a major committee in Congress. And they just subpoenaed uh, Ivanka Trump and uh, Jared Kushner right. over some records and just some bogus allegations. And then uh, uh, Cummings also went off on uh, uh, Trump's director of Homeland Security, criticizing them for the uh, border situation. Oh. Uh, and what did Com uh, Trump yeah, say So Trump weighed him? in on what do you say about him? Basically what you said, that he needs to uh, focus more on what's going on in his district, call it a rat-infested district, and uh, that the conditions in, in Baltimore are actually a lot worse than what's going on at the southern border. It's not safe. It's full of crime. And all that stuff. Amazing. Anybody hear about this? He's like Maxine Waters. He like, he like Maxine? He, oh, yeah. He looked like an old woman, like an old black woman. He looked just like his mama. <laughs> uh, anybody else see it or hear it? Did you see it? Did you read the tweet? What did you think about the comment? Did you see the, the area? Yeah, I saw the area. What, what did you think about the whole thing? That it was the truth? That it's just, it looks like going down the street or going downtown L.A.? Yeah. It looks dirty, nasty, disgusting. Were you surprised about the neighborhood? No. Okay. Not at all. Uh, anybody else saw it? I didn't see it you didn't see it? Okay. You have a question? I have a question. I want to state. Okay. Right here. Just kind of brings to mind, like, similar to the call that James had this morning. It's like people are very eager to criticize, but they don't look within, they don't try to solve their own right. problems. Yeah. Amazing. Um, anybody? So none of you guys saw it, then, right? Okay. You saw it? Did you hear the? Re you saw the video? I uh, know. I was. I was reading the text this morning. One of the things they said was he was. He's been in the center for forty-five years. Yeah. And he hasn't done anything at home. He lives in like a different neighborhood. Yeah. And you know, a bunch of people are like, "Hey, you haven't been around. We haven't even seen you speak or anything like that." So, typical politician, right? Yeah. Amazing. I saw it. Uh, this morning. Urban, what's the name of that uh, white woman who is a radio talk show host out here and she's a liberal? She's Tammy Bruce? Sometimes. Tammy Bruce? No, not her. Stephanie, uh, Stephanie Miller? Yeah, yeah, I think that's her name. She was on uh, the Fox Channel this morning talking about that incident and she said um, 
One day she said, I have never lived, I'm a white woman, and I have never lived in the skin of black people, so I can't say what it's like to be black. I can't comment on that. And she said, but I noticed that when the president speak about people, he talked about the asshole countries they come, uh, came from and how they're all messed up, and now he's calling this area a rat-infected um, whatever he said. She said, the one thing I noticed about it, the people he talked about were all people of color. People of color. And the important point about that is that's how they control you. They make sure they throw in women or people of color. And when they throw in people of color, white people bow back. They kneel down. They are afraid to speak up. And that's how they control you. Now, I want to encourage you to get over that. You have to get over those words because um, he, the president is not afraid of what you say about him. He's a white man. She said, I believe she even said he's a white man talking about people of color, saying those nasty things. But what the president said was absolutely truth. Anywhere that these people are running, any inner city areas that these people are in charge of, they are rat-infected, dirty neighborhoods. And, but white people are not allowed to say it. They're not allowed to even speak the truth, and it's the truth. We've all been saying it for years. Why not? If it's the truth, just speak it out. It doesn't matter what color you are. So I want you to, well, one thing that's going to happen when you're born again, you will overcome words. They, they will have no effect on you at all. They can call you what they want, and you won't be afraid to tell the truth. And, and he, the president, is a good example of overcoming the word. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because what's happening with these people, we all see it, right? But in our life, it's the same thing. It's the same spirit. It's just not on TV. Uh, everybody does, you know, not aware of it. But it's the same thing. It's the same fight. It's the same spirit all over the world. Yes, ma'am. And I want you, and when I ask that you learn, I want you to have a little space there. Well, I urge you to have a little space between you and everybody because you learn if you had that little space. I remember uh, I was set up recently, right? And I didn't realize that I was being set up until I was set up. And I'm like, wow, I was set up. And what made me see that I was set up is the look on the person's face when I asked about the situation. And then they didn't quite do the situation the way they said they would. But I saw that I was set up. And, and because I'm accustomed to not overreacting to things now, I just saw the setup. And that's how God wants you to, that's why God protects you. He, he lets you see what's going on. Then people may deny it, but you'll see it. So you got to be aware. All right? I'm going to bring the light and the darkness up here in a minute and show you the example. I have the light and the darkness in the house. All right? Uh, yes, ma'am. It's, it's kind of weird because they act like people of color don't want good schools or clean neighborhoods or anything like that. They're not. It's so crazy. It's, it's weird because it's like, don't you want the same? Everybody wants the same thing. It doesn't matter what color you are. Well, I'm not sure that the black want clean stuff. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> well, all the, good, all the good the people want the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I think so. Yeah. But uh, the point is they use the blacks keep them in like a victim mentality like hands off and especially for white people you cannot speak the truth about the blacks if you had dinner at their house and rats ran over you you can't tell nobody 
You know what I'm saying? You got to get over that. Really, you got to overcome fear. You have to overcome fear. You have to see your hand? Yeah. And then here. Okay. I was uh, on the word play. Uh, James had some good observation on the show this morning about how they took colored people and then made it people of color where people complain about Jim Crow and slavery and yes. how that's bad, but yet you just flipped it and now you're, it's like a badge of honor for you. Like, oh, I'm a person of color. But if you say colored person talking about Jim Crow, they're like, oh, but evil white people. Yeah. It just makes no sense. And the thing that they're telling you and have told people about Jim Crow and slavery is nothing like what they said. It's nothing. They made it up. They took a little, whatever bad may have happened, because you can, you can find bad, good, and even all people, right? But they blew it up in order to control. And now the people who are living in today's world act like they were enslaved. And they have believed it to a lie. And they are being controlled by that lie. It's amazing. But you're right, man. Yes, sir, right here. I just had a quick comment. Um, I'm very fortunate with my job that I travel around the U.S. pretty much like 15 days a month, and I go to a lot of inner city cities. And uh, every time, and I've been doing it for a long time, and everywhere I go, where like Baltimore and Chicago's and South Sides, they're all black communities, and they all elected black congressmen and mayors in these yeah. cities. And it seems like every city that I've been is, is deteriorating, or has been deteriorating. Yeah. So, I believe that the Democrats or the ones that get elected are playing both sides. They use the blacks, they hate the whites, and then when they when they get up there, they don't really do anything. They, they just keep it. They keep, they don't really work on the issues of actually totally trying to help the blacks. They get elected and they stay there for twenty, thirty years. Nothing ever changes. So I think it's like they're little Obamas all across the United States of America. Well, what it is, that's why they keep you unconscious. They keep you mad. If someone can make you angry, they control you. If they can make you feel good, they control you. You're not supposed to, like if you're married and your wife uh, want a, a new coat or something, she's going to be all nice to you when you get home. Oh, hi, honey. How was your day? You know, be all nice. And if you're into the ego thing, you're going to love this nice wife, right? Come on in, have some dinner. And while you're grinning, she tell you, I am spending money on a new coat today, cost $200. You're like, no, you can't do that. We can't afford it. Then she get mad and makes you mad. You are no good. My mama told me not to marry you. <laughs> you cheap self. And so if she doesn't say self, she say A word, right? And now you're mad. She got control of you. And then she say, you're going to sleep on the couch. And if sex is important, you're going to say, okay, you can have the car or the money. You're being controlled. You really are. I noticed that the blacks hate the whites and the whites hate the Jews. Did you know about that? <laughs> it's like, I've never seen anything like this. Why the whites hated the Jews? You better be trying to figure out how they get all the money. <laughs> you better be friends to figure this out. But you got to overcome the hate, folks. It's not good. It's really not good. Uh... Any questions about anything? I, I want to do this. Yes, sir, right here. Um, do you think that we're alone in the universe? Do you think that we're the only intelligent life? Are you a flat earther? <laughs> it's a possibility. Oh, man. You a flat earther? It's a possibility. 
Because even if the Bible you says, a flat earther? Mm, no. Yeah. You're not a flat earther? Because I don't know. I don't know what the earth looks like for myself. So. Oh, um, I don't know. I neither believe or doubt. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Right. What do you think? I think there is. It has to be. Why do you think so? Because if God were to create the universe, what makes you think that he can't create life on other planets? But the question wasn't, did God create aliens, right? You asked me or if just, God thought or that Or just intelligent aliens. life in general. Why would God want aliens? Well, not aliens, just intelligent life like us. Like, I believe that... Why do you believe there are, there are others there has in the to planet? Be. Why does it have to be? Because who... I'm not saying you in general, but who are you to, ju to judge God's power? If he were to create all of this, why can't he do that too? But why would you believe he did and you have no proof of it or didn't? Because he would need to spread love throughout the universe. You know, it, just, <laughs> it has to be. It's, it's, it's so impossible. So you think God just to have his hand to do. <laughs> yeah. Let me just create some aliens. Yeah, exactly. I've got to spread this love. <laughs> But it's just, you've got to be small-minded. It may to, be, and it might not. I have no idea. Really. Yeah, but I think that intelligent life isn't going to be as common as regular life. There's going to be bacteria and little small animals, but intelligent life isn't going to be common. Life is common, but intelligent life isn't. You think that's going to be common? Yeah. Like, when? Everywhere. When? Maybe within the next 50 years. You've been talking to God? <laughs> no. Now, last time you said, when God whispers to you, that's gay. <laughs> God told me. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know at all. Oh, honestly, I, I yeah. really don't know. I've heard it before, but I don't know. All right. um, the biblical question. Yes, sir. Just a quick one. Uh, like, what is, I seen the, your uh, radio show when you uh, speaking to Dick Gregory. Do you know what I'm talking Where about? Where is Dick Gregory now? Where is he now? I mean, he passed away, but he did. Yeah, he, he, he he's gone. He's gone. But I wanted to like know your opinion towards him. Like, do you think he makes great points, or do you think he like speaks from like anger from like the past and everything? Well, unless he's out there with those aliens, <laughs> he's not speaking at all right now. Mm -hmm. But he was a nutcase. You think so? Yeah, he was a total. Because there was like a lot of comments on people thinking that you were kind of like the nutcase in that part of no, the show. No, that's why I happened to interview him so I could show that he was a nutcase. <laughs> and he hated whites. Yeah, I kind of felt that. anyone who has hate cannot be clear. You cannot be of good when you have any iota of anger. And he was of hate, so he was no good. But how can, how can he kind of like understand like your point if he was scarred from his past as a child, like being like raped and I mean, not being raped, but like him, you know, doing things to his mom and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like he, how can he what? How can he kind of like overcome that type of like, if nobody really taught him, how can like he kind of like overcome that? If that's like something he was scarred from as a child. By getting to know himself, start to question things, pay attention to self and you can know. Really? God has it set up that way. But the moment you start questioning things, that's why the enemies, the children of light, don't want you to question anything. They don't want you to have one moment to think about it. That's why they're always coming up with something. Mm. Always coming up with something. My wife, if I had one, she would be always coming up with something. 
I'm like, sit down. <laughs> Quiet time or something, you know. Because they know evil doesn't want you to have one moment of reflection time. That's why when you're alone in a room or and no TV is on, no radio, and the phone's not ringing, you want to go nuts, right? Because you feel like nothing. And so you got to find something that makes yourself feel better. That quiet time is the best way to go, to know thyself. True. Can no one stop that? Was there um, anybody that you kind of like had like a little bit of a hard time discussing like things with on a radio show? There was a woman on this week. And uh, all she was talking about was hated whitey. Every other word, a Louis Farrakhan gal. <laughs> and she hated white people. I, had, I couldn't discuss Wait, you it. said she was white but hated white people? No, she was black. Oh, she was black, okay. Yeah, okay. she black. Uh-huh. And then I found out later, I don't know if it's true or not, I just read, someone sent it to me. She was a criminal. She used to, uh, according to the story, I have no proof. She was uh, into real estate up north somewhere, or vacants or somewhere, and she and some other people ripping off folks. And so she went to prison for a while. And the name she gave us is not her real name. Who is, uh, you, you're the one got her, right? It's true, she was in jail for a while. She was in jail? That is true. Nick is a I'm going to fire him. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that before I interviewed her? Uh, I did know that. You did? Why didn't you tell me? I would have asked her about it. Oh, really? <laughs> oh really? I knew she was. Daniel, you want to come back? <laughs> <laughs> Dang! Fired at church. <laughs> you knew that, and you didn't mention it. Well, I read something about that, but I was on your. I was like on your page. Like I don't know if it's real or not. But you should have told me at least. I would have asked her about it. Right. Anybody looking for a producer job? Dang. I'm hiring on the spot. Wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's not a question. Oh, it's not a question? Okay. Uh, if you want to hire me, I'll be a producer. Oh. <laughs> well, ladies, ladies are taking over. And the men, they put the men in the background. Have you noticed that? They even have a black female. What's that guy? James Bond. Oh, yeah. Who want to see a black female James Bond? You got to be on pot. <laughs> and they're taking away the, the Bond's girls, and now they're calling them the Bond women. Did you hear about that? The world gone crazy. We need the men back. Y'all need to hurry up and wake up, guys. You know what I mean? It's crazy. How are you doing? And this is your first time here? No, it's my second You time. were here last Sunday, right? Yeah, I was late last Sunday, so I didn't she come. Bad. I just listened while I... <laughs> did you go and give it to Mother? No, not yet, but that's September. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Everything, how was your week? It was good. Yeah? It's up and down. It's up and down. What, what made it up and down? Um, like you were saying, how difficult it is in those quiet times. That's my biggest struggle. Yeah. And why is it such a struggle for you? Inside, I always feel um, guilt for not doing something. Like what, for example? Being productive. Or, yeah, there's always something I should be doing. So if you're not busy, you feel guilty about Mm -hmm. not being busy. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and what I, do you normally do when you feel that way? Get busy. <laughs> Isn't that like crazy? It is. Yeah. 
it's exhausting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think that's due to, did you go to college? No. Mm -mm. I think it's due to too much education. You know, especially the white world, they train their kids to be educated from day one. And their kids grow up, they have to go to college, they have to go to the best school, they have to be the best. And that's driving you nuts. Like, black people are lazy, so we don't care. <laughs> if we ain't got nothing to do, oh well. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so are you doing the silent prayer? I am. Is that helping? A little bit. I, I have a hard time observing. I get super caught up in the thoughts. Right. And then I catch myself and I try and stop myself and then I go, oh, no, you're not supposed to stop yourself. You're supposed to just observe. Right. But that position of being the observer is where I, it's like I can't find it. So, like, when you're sitting there, you become aware of all these thoughts and there are a whole bunch of them, right? Mm -hmm. And you can see them, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. that's where I can that, identify them, yeah. That's the place. That's where you want to be. The fact that you can see them is God allowing you to see, so you're right in his presence. It's just that you've been living with all those thoughts before, and you were not aware of them. Now you are, and sometimes you have a bunch of them. Sometimes you have a few. Sometimes you have none. But you're just observing that because you're not in there, and now you can have peace in your life. I'd like to get so to the place where I don't things. have many thoughts. I'm sorry? I'd like to get to a place where I don't have as many thoughts. Well, so if you stay I with feel it, like I could. Well, if you stay with still. it, it will happen. Because the more you wake up, the further the thoughts get away from you. I actually do have a question. So when I'm at work and I'm posed with um, making a decision, and I can't just be still, there's only a certain amount of time where I can just be still before someone is needing me to... React, right. respond, right. respond. What do I do in those moments? Um, you should already be uh, practice being aware of these thoughts. Just doing your regular day. Try to be in the moment rather than thinking about what's going to happen next or yesterday or whatever happened. Practice being in the moment. And then when something comes like that, you'll be ready for it. Okay. But you got to practice being that way. That makes sense, because I, I can do that for a little while. While I'm grooming a dog, I'm in right. my zone, I'm in the moment. <laughs> and then something that's bothering me comes up in my head. Yes. And then I try not to focus on it. I try and fight it. And then I go, no, don't fight it. Right. Just let it happen. Put up no resistance. But then something happens and it interrupts me in the midst of my thinking about that trouble. Right. And so then I'm not present. But that's okay. Be okay. patient with yourself. You're growing. Okay. All right? <laughs> so don't freak out when that happens. Really, if you stay with it, your whole world is, cha is changing within. Okay. After it feels while, like I'm not growing, and I guess that's, but and that I'm a perfectionist. But that dying. So. You're dying away from the not you, and you're waking up to the real you. That makes sense. So let yourself die. Okay. And uh, I'm telling you, it's going to yeah. be so amazing for you. Thanks. But you are dying. The ego is dying because the light is shining on the ego. <laughs> and it's killing and not you. Because it's wicked. That ego yeah, is, is wicked. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. I, um, speaking of that, I, uh, I want to just say this about the thoughts. The thoughts are a mess. 
You don't want to believe thoughts, believe me. I was counseling with a, a, a young lady, and her thoughts told her, or the thoughts told her, that she had some type of disease or something wrong with her, uh, uh, with her. And she believed it. And the moment she believed it, it took hold of her. And so they took her to the doctor. And the doctor said, they did all these tests. We can't find anything. There's nothing there. And she's really taking it hard. She's crying and worried, can't sleep at night, can't eat. Because another thought came and said, well, the doctor doesn't know what you're talking about. And so the doctor said, all right, come back and we'll take you to a specialist and let, let them examine you, right? So in between that time and, and then she came for counseling. And I said, nothing's wrong with you. She's like, but look at my arm. Uh, I'm like, everybody arm shakes. Nothing is wrong with you. I guarantee you, when you go to the doctor tomorrow, to the specialist, they're not going to find anything wrong. Lo and behold, she went to the specialist. They did a thorough examination. Nothing is wrong with her. But it's all in the head, in the mind. But if you went to a so-called expert, what they would do is give you medication. Here's some Viagra, whatever they give you. <laughs> whatever that makes you calm down. What do they call that medication? For anxiety and stuff? Xenex. Yeah, they give you Xenex and all that, right? Making money off you when all they had to tell you, just be quiet, be still, and know. And you'll be fine. And so what I did was, before, when they came into the, for counseling, I went through the prayer with her. I said, just calm down. Because she was crying and really having it hard. I said, calm down. I want you to relax. And there were some pictures on my wall in my office. And I said, tell me what's on the wall behind you. Big pictures. She had no idea. She walked into a room and was not aware of what was in the room. And the pictures were so big, they were slapping in the face. But she was in her head and couldn't see what's right in front of her. Isn't that amazing? Anybody ever done that? That's a horrible way to live. Right there, but you can't see it. You got to wake, you don't have to wake up, but you should be aware. So practice being aware all the time. So when situations come, it, it, it won't be so shocking. It won't draw you in. You won't overreact to it. You'll be able to be still and go through it. Okay. All right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, anybody, any questions about that? Uh, not about that. Yes, sir. Oh, take the mic for me. Oh, I'm sorry. I just had a comment on thoughts because uh, how dangerous they can be. Because a close friend of mine went to the dentist. He had a he thought he had an infection, and the dentist told him, "I think you got cancer." <laughs> and when he said that, he started losing weight. He started wearing. He started losing weight. Yeah. And uh, I noticed. I said, "What's what's going on?" I said, "My my doc, my dentist said I had cancer." <laughs> I said, "You go to a cancer specialist?" He said, "No." I said, you need, if I were you, I think about myself, if, I was, if it was me, I'd go to a, a, a get the second and third uh, opinion yeah. before I, before I uh, believe it. But anyway, he finally went and got a second, third opinion and said, no, you just got a bad infection. But during that time, he was losing weight. His eyes, his eyes started going back in his head. And I, think he, I think he would have died if he hadn't gone to the doctor. Just, just, from, just, from that, just from that thought. Yeah. The moment you believe one thought, Another one got you, and another one come, and another one, and another. After a while, you want to kill yourself. You can't believe one. 
Because one lie is another, because what you believe in, believe in you. Because we live by faith, as I've said. You have to be careful what you believe. Look how the black people think they are in slavery. They're not enslaved. It doesn't even exist, but they're acting as though they're in, oh, my ancestors were beat up. Who is your ancestor? Who are your ancestors? They have no idea about who their ancestors are. They bleed into a lie. You could believe if you're married, you could believe that your wife or husband cheated on you. And the moment you believe that, when they walk in, they have hell to catch. They're like, hey, honey, I'm glad to be home. Where you been? Oh, I just stopped by the gas station. Where there's a man or a woman? You stop by the gas station. You don't smell that gas. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, before the fall, Adam and God communicated without words. Now that Christ has returned that, you can communicate with him without words. He can teach you all things without words. Revelation, he just revealed. All right? That's a great story, Charles. I'm glad to see you, man. Oh, we can bake his field. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy White History Month. That's amazing. Y- yes. Have you been celebrating White History? No. <laughs> you didn't celebrate White History? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't celebrate any history. Why not? Well, you better start celebrating White History. <laughs> yes. You know, I was, I'm going to ask, if you ever, uh, are you even remotely familiar of a movie called Viva Zapata with Marlon Brando and Anthony Quinn? Because there was a scene in that movie which may explain what you discussed earlier this, this morning. The main character, Emiliano Zapata, became president of Mexico, but turned his back on it because he was unable to teach, their, show his people how to, rule, uh, how to rule themselves because he told them, they, are, they have no leaders but themselves, yeah. and this is what, uh, and this is what, what the main problem is. We're, uh, we're, we, it doesn't matter whether we're black, white, or, white or uh, red or green. We're looking for people, uh, looking for people outside the leaders. Where we should yeah. li- uh, listen to ourselves, uh, leader ourselves. It's so dumb, especially for men. It's so dumb to have a physical leader. It really is. Any man that has a physical leader. Is a woman. Satan is your daddy. You should not have a leader. Christ is your leader. Happy White History Month. Oh. <laughs> Take that mic. Happy White History, my buddy. Thank you. Uh, it's abnormal to have a leader. Really. They're going to lead you down the wrong path. The only person, only spirit that should be our leader is the spirit of God in us. You should not have a leader. Really should not. I saw another hand. Yes, sir. Any questions about the thoughts when we're done here? Okay. I just, uh, just off the subject just for a second, I have a question that I've been meaning to ask you. I tried to call you a couple of times. You're real busy. So <laughs> I'm going to take this opportunity to ask. Yes. Um, uh, my, I, I guess you can call it a pet peeve, but um, why is uh, bl- blacks towards blacks when they see each other, they confront each other in a non- hostile environment, they continue to put that puffy attitude uh, 
like uh, they're not, not confrontational. In other words, they don't let their guards down. I'm not saying that blacks are better than any other race. But when I see a fellow black man, and I'm, I like to say hello, right. and it happens in my job. I just want to say I work 35,000 feet. And I and I see a lot of Af uh, black Americans and they still puffy feet? up. Um, well, I work for the airline, so I travel. Oh, I so see. So up in the airplane, when I'm seeing black passengers, and I'm talking and I'm being pleasant to everyone, I treat everyone the same. Yeah. Nine out of ten, the blacks on the plane still continue to keep that puffy attitude towards me. I have a lot of issues on the flight with the blacks. Yeah, I've never in 29 years had an issue with any other race. Yeah. And I cannot, it, I just can't comprehend that. And maybe you can answer why is blacks don't know, okay, you, you're in the hood, you want to act like that, you're protecting yourself, quote unquote, you do it. But we're in a plane, we're in church, you can let that guard down, you, yeah. can, see, you can say hello. They, without a doubt, it's the anger. They're angry just like their mothers. And anger gets worse with each generation. A man is supposed to be friendly, open, you know, welcoming. Because someone may need help, and a man is supposed to be logical. And if you're logical, you know, you never know who's going to come your way, and you have to help them with advice or whatever. But you have to be able to allow them into your space. But most blacks, men and women, have not overcome their mothers. They have not been born again. And so the anger is just worse. And they turn on each other as well. Because if you can't love the one you want, you have to love the one you're with, right? So they, if they can't get to the white man and kill him, they're going to kill whoever's around. That's how anger works. That's how evil operates. So that's why they are like that. I see a lot of them at the gym, and they look all mean. But then they find my show, and then all of a sudden they're friendly. I'm like, well, I thought you were mean. You look mean. But they can't help it. They got to overcome that spirit. Yes, sir. Um, I'm not exactly, I'm not sure exactly how to explain this, but um, why do you think God chooses to let Satan speak through our mind instead of God speaking to us through our mind? Because don't you, don't you think it's kind of like hard or like we can't blame ourselves <laughs> for like listening to our own thoughts because it is our like, That's mind? That's a good question, man. Why does God let you listen uh, to the thoughts rather than revelation? Yeah, don't you think it's more difficult to like live through revelation than your own mind? I know in the beginning it is because you escaped into the mind as a child when the trauma happened. The moment you became angry, uh, you escaped into that. Before that, you were aware. You were aware of God. He was guiding you without words. But the moment you became angry, you escaped in there to survive. And, and once you get of age, and you're tired of suffering, you can come out of it. He doesn't, uh, but you want to know why does he just stop the mind from doing a period, right? Pretty much, yeah. Why did he allow, like, Satan to be able to speak in our mind? <laughs> that is such a good question. Because that's where Joel a lot of evilness comes into play easily. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Joel wants to respond. And, I'm, and, not, uh, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> But it seems like that's that's what came from the fall of Adam. Yeah, is the once that happened, then we had the knowledge. So as soon as we had the knowledge, it was the spirit that entered. So that's how that comes about. If you didn't have, if your parents were perfect, you wouldn't have to go to that place. But what happened because we were born to imperfect parents, they're angry. We were born in sin, right? 
And the parents are the one that make you go to that place by making you angry, not being what they say. Uh, they are what they want you to do. But if you never got angry, you wouldn't go there. So don't blame God. Really, he made a way so you can come out of it. The moment you are old enough to admit you're wrong for hating, in that very moment, you're out of it. And then you start to grow. Right? And he let you do it because he loved you. Do, do you think that's kind of like a like test, in a way, for no. him to allow Satan to speak? It's a way for you to repent. So he can bring you back into the kingdom. That suffering should cause you to repent. No sense. pain, no gain. Mm. All right? Okay. And we all got to suffer a little bit because Christ suffered for us. Mm-hmm. So we got to go through a little something. Yeah. It all depends on when you're ready to overcome it. It's really up to you. But that's a agree. good question. God, why are you letting me suffer like this? Because <laughs> he can't stop Satan from working in your head. Mm-hmm. And he does. Once you're born again, it does start to change. You're no longer, you're losing that voice and you're more aware of this voice. It does. It's like as if you just don't hear the thoughts anymore or you know that they're still going to be there, but you just they're, know not to they're listen They're there, but they're out here somewhere. They're not in here controlling you. Because now, that's why God said, my children should know my voice. So once you recognize his voice, you know his voice, so this fake voice can no longer control you. Mm. And like I was saying to the young lady, just stay with it, stay with the prayer, and freak out, whatever, right? But stay with it, and eventually you start growing from it. Gotcha, it gotcha. will happen. True. Yeah, be patient. Uh, did you have a question? Right here. Now you said that there's no stupid questions. <laughs> right. You got to ask a stupid one? I think so. <laughs> it might be. But just something that's been on my mind recently. Is Something's just, on my mind. <laughs> speaking of thoughts, but um, is <laughs> why is Jesus Christ used as like a, um, a bad word? Because I hear that, you know, when I'm, you know, going about my day and I'll hear somebody cuss say ah, Jesus Christ and they'll say they'll say that and I just was wondering like where where does that come from and why would they have selected why don't they use like other names <laughs> other you know names in the yeah that's Bible. a stupid question <laughs> I told you I changed my mind there is such a thing as stupid okay you're welcome <laughs> no I mean so Christine is their daddy yeah yeah that's why they use his name in vain like that no, that's on them though. Let them suffer. No big deal. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't. I wouldn't waste. I wouldn't even get at any thought. Okay. It's not worth thinking about. Okay, thank you. Yeah, because you'll find yourself doing it if you think about it. Yeah. No, I never. I never said it. You I, never. Well, no. I, even as like being young, I just for whatever reason it just didn't seem like a bad word. Like you know, the F word was a bad word. You know, SH was. You know, all those were bad words. But you never use bad words. I do. Yeah, but not. You do Not now? Jesus Christ or... Do you uh, use bad words at home now? Uh, I, I, I find can myself... I hear you. Like, no, I, she cuts out her boyfriend and then she said, I got to go meditate. No, no. I better honest, go be see you. No. Do you use bad words? Uh, I've, I've used bad words. Recently, I haven't used them. No. Like this morning? No, I did not use them. Uh, you used it yesterday? No. Saturday, uh, Friday? No. Come <laughs> on, well, wait a minute, maybe... But, yeah, but I never used Jesus. I've always, for whatever reason, just never felt right to say that. Yeah, I've never and, said that either. I can remember. Yeah. Because I, when I was a kid, I was told I better be scared to say that. Yeah. You know, I never said it. I and I don't know. I just, I, I, for whatever reason, I never really used that. But yeah. I hear it often. And I just thought to myself, like, why do people take that as a bad word? Like, what is it? 
don't know. Well, that's because of anger. That's all. No big deal. The young man right behind you. Is this your first time here? Yeah, it's my first time. Oh, right on. What's your name? Alan. Alex? Alan. Alan. Welcome, Alan. Thank you. So, you have a question for me? Uh, not yet. You live in L.A.? Um, I used to. I now lived in Nevada, Las Vegas, North Las Vegas. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good, man. Have you won any money in the casino yet? No, I don't, I don't gamble. I oh. like money too much to gamble. Well, how you going to win? I make it. There you go. <laughs> so let me ask. My biblical question, do you know right from wrong? Yes. You know right from wrong? Yes. How do you know right from wrong? How do I know right and wrong? Right from wrong, yeah. I know it. How? It's known. How? You can see it. How? <laughs> if I do something that's wrong, eventually it'll probably kill me. If you do something that's wrong, eventually, if you keep doing something wrong, you. you'll eventually bring death towards you. Or you can see other people go through it, and you can learn from other people's mistakes. Interesting. Amazing, Alan. <laughs> Any questions for me? Not yet. Okay. Let me ask the young man next to you. Is this your first time here? Yes, yeah, my first time. Are you from Vegas? No, I'm from here. Uh, you know uh, Alan? It's my cousin. Oh, that's your cousin? Yeah. Oh, y'all don't look alike. Well, he look like Indian. Nah. <laughs> and he black. We're both, we're both Mexican. Uh, you a Mexican? Yeah, and, I, and Irish. Our moms are. And yeah. his mom married a Mexican guy. And my mom married a black guy. What a mess. <laughs> crazy. Habla Espanol? No. No, habla? Poquito. Sí. <laughs> wow, you don't look like a Mexican at all. My dad is from Jingle. Does he look like a Mexican? Wait. Alan, yeah. Uh, Alan look like a Mexican? Really? Uh, so, you do salsa? <laughs> That Mexican does too all the time. Does he look like a Mexican? Francisco. Uh, no. Mexican all the way. <laughs> he invented salsa. <laughs> One time I went to, they were having little salsa things, so I was invited. I went. And this guy got out there, put the Mexican hat on, the whole deal. I was surprised. He was like, Lady, lady, all the way down. I'm like, you better drop that woman. And then one day he was dancing with a woman. I think he pulled her wig off or something. Her wig fell off. Is that right? Didn't her wig fall off or something? I'm like, what a mess. Yeah. But what's your name, your first name? Uh, Rudy. Rudy, any questions for me? Uh, no, no. no uh, do you know right from wrong? Uh, I believe so. And why do you believe so? Because, I mean, I know, like, what's good and bad, you know? And how do you know? Sometimes, like, if I do something, I feel guilty. Like, so know. if you did something wrong, you felt guilty. Yeah. You believe that that was wrong? Yeah. Interesting, man. And when you do something right, you feel good? Yeah. And yeah. then so you, you believe that was right? Yeah. Are you nervous right now answering this question? No, I'm just, <laughs> I just kind of like, it's a good question yeah. to answer, you know. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. This is my biblical question for this week. Uh-huh. Let me ask this young man right here. Do you what know right from wrong? I'd like to think I do. You would like to think so. What an ego, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and how do you know right from wrong? 
from what culture teaches us, like what what people before us have experienced and what they. So down. someone else taught you right from wrong. I think there's example throughout history, throughout all these years of stuff that works for society, and that's what's right. Give me an example. Everybody relax. This is just fellowship. Come out of your heads. We're just having fun. All right? All right. I have a fun question. So uh, last week I had a really um, intense argument. No, you got to go back to my question first. You can't no, it's right and wrong. I want to know who's right and wrong. I want to because this is like he thinks he's right. I think I'm right. Okay. So I think the moon landing was fake. And my buddy thinks that it was true. And he says that I'm a beta, but I think he's the beta. You think the moon landing was fake? Was fake. You want to go sit next to the... Okay, so this, this was a really interesting... We've got to have a corner for the flat earthers. <laughs> so, so he asked that question, and then all of a sudden everyone else asked a parallel thing, like the story about the woman who went to the doctor and thought that there was something wrong with her. I think the same thought is in his head. He's looking outside of this planet for something greater to believe that the earth is that the moon landing happened or for aliens to exist oh so you believe that the moon landing did not happen i think the moon that what we see the footage that is shown to us is all fake and so but you think he's crazy for believing in aliens i think he's looking outside of his current state for some other answer that he can't answer and so by thinking that landing did not happen is it possibly you looking out there too no, I'm, I'm keeping everything here in front of me and not imagining some other fantasy world. So you don't think led. to believe that the landing did not happen, moon landing didn't happen is a fantasy? I think there are bigger things to focus on today, uh-huh. bigger problems here on Earth. So you don't believe the moon landing happened at all? I think there are people what who are... What made you not believe it? Did you believe it at one time? I did. And then what happened to change your mind? I noticed that everything that I was taught was taught by some elite, some priesthood who wanted me to believe everything. Right. And the same people that taught me the food pyramid, the same people that taught me uh, U.S. history that's all backwards, figured out they're liars. So you just think everything people, wrong now. I'm willing to question everything now. You should question it, that's for sure. Alan, what do you think about that? You want to move your seat? <laughs> Wait, so what do you think? Do you think, do you think it was real or fake? Right now, I believe it's happened. I believe we landed on the moon. I see no okay. evidence that we didn't. But of course, they could be lying, especially with movies and things. Because they but, have lied, right? The same people have lied. And you've noticed a ton of lies coming from the same mouth. Yeah, they have lied. So I understand why people don't believe anything anymore. But as of this day, I do believe we landed. Because okay. we didn't have a Bush in the office yet. Or Bill Clinton and those people. Okay, so... so and I, I don't have any reason to doubt it yet. So oh I yeah, still I'm, believe that we land. I'm not going to go, like, die by this belief. Yeah. But I'm seeing a lot of parallels, and I see this gentleman over here when he talked about um, the, the, the cancer from the dentist. Right. How he was looking outside some, some other place for answers. Yes. I see the same thing happening. I mean, how many people feel like the moon did not believe the moon? They didn't land on the moon. Thank you. Are you a millennial? <laughs> I'm, f- I'm over 40. 
You're over 40? Yeah. No, you're an old person. Whatever. What's an over 40 person? Gen X. Oh, you're Gen X. Gen X. So forget it. You shouldn't be believing like the, uh, the millennial believe anything. Because they like very talented, but the other half is out to lunch. Yeah, true. Isn't that right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They I, don't, I believe that we did. And until I see something that say we didn't, then I'll accept it. Okay. I think you watch too much TV. You think so? Yeah. But back then, we only had black and white TV. You had three channels of news, right? Right. So they could and control. And we had a hanging on top of the TV. And they were able to control your thoughts just with three channels. TV. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, man. So how do you know uh, right from wrong? Do you know the difference between right and wrong? So I know it's not a feeling because there are psychopaths out there who don't feel any guilt and they still do wrong. Or do they you, think they're doing right, but do they do horrible wrong. you know the difference between right and wrong? Yes. How? I don't, I, I observe to see if my actions cause any suffering or pain. And usually I try not to cause other people suffering or pain, but then some suffering or pain is good. And if I have a good excuse to cause other people suffering or pain because it's good oh, for, for them or for college? society. I did. Because oh. <laughs> sometimes suffering is good, right? Like hard love, Amazing. tough love. I'll come back to you. Okay. Let David answer that behind you. David, you know the difference between right and wrong? Not for everything, um, but I think the way to recognize if something's right or wrong. It's wrong to have your cell phones on. <laughs> By the results. Are you wrong to have your cell phone on? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Is that right or wrong? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I think that was Satan. That's right. <laughs> Not kidding, but Satan. Yes, David, how do you know right from wrong? Um, thinking about the question and the first thing that kind of just came, came to mind, I guess, was by its fruits, you know, by the results. Um, if the results aren't causing you to actually have you know, add more life, add some thriving. If it's bringing you down, if it's not helping you move forward, I think that's the way to measure whether something's working or not. Amazing. That's all I, that's the only thing um, I could really... Did you go to college? No. Uh, are you sure? <laughs> I worked okay. on it. <laughs> Victoria, you know right from wrong? Oh, hold on for the mic. Are you answered? What'd you say? No. You don't know right from wrong? No. How do you know you don't know? Because I still have anger. Like, I still get mad at stuff. I don't always react on it, but I still get those emotions every now and then. Amazing. And the last, y'all lady next to you, do you know right from wrong? No. You don't know right from wrong? And why don't you know right from wrong? Um, I don't think it's my job to know it. How do you know that you don't know right from wrong? Um, because I don't... You're okay, I... wait to hear this. <laughs> you like lean over into this one. <laughs> uh, just because I, I mean, I've thought about it and it's kind of like, who, who is to say what's right and what's wrong? And I think a lot of people have like misconceptions or have their own idea of what people should be doing and all of that. And... Um, 
yeah, I mean, sometimes you do something and it could be good in one sense and bad in a, bad for another person. But um, in general, I just, I don't know what's right and wrong and I'm just letting God guide me, I guess. She's right. It's impossible for us to know right from wrong. And we should have never been taught right from wrong. Uh, and they were only able to teach us that by traumatizing us, making you, causing you to become angry. And the moment you became angry, you lost sight of knowing right from wrong. We don't know what's right. It's so amazing. And if you come into the light, once you're born again, you're going to see you really don't know right from wrong. Everything we thought was right is wrong. And everything we thought was wrong is right. And just because you reacted one way yesterday, that doesn't mean it's the right way to react today with the same situation. It's so weird that it's like that. We do not know right from wrong. We should have never been taught right from wrong because that's why you have guilt. Somebody said that when you do wrong, you have guilt, right? Only because you've been taught that's wrong, this right, that's wrong. And so now your emotions, you're measuring right and wrong based on your emotions. Because when you judge yourself, you're going to feel something about it. Oh, I ate too much cake today. Now you feel fat. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? We should have never been taught right from wrong. And once you come into the light, you're going to see that you do not know right from wrong. And if something happened today, let's say you have a fight with a good friend today. As soon as that fight is over, you should be done with it. Because the next time you see your friend, they, they could not even be mad anymore about it. But if you hold on to that anger, you're treating them that way. You're mad at them. Because you have judged with, oh, they're wrong. They treat me this way. I don't want anything to do with them, right? And they moved on to something else. And ladies, you need to forgive your boyfriends and husbands and things. And don't hold on to stuff for 50 years. Because that person can change. Just because something happened today, that doesn't mean they're the same way tomorrow. They can change just like that, but you have a judgment on them because you've judged them for being wrong. And then, so when they come into your tomorrow with you, you see them, you still have a judgment on them. Of ourselves, we know nothing, and of ourselves, we can do nothing. Um, did I see your hand? Oh, okay. Right here. And so I need the light and the darkness to come up here. Uh, I need Joel and James. <laughs> So who do you guys think will be the light and who's going to be the dark? <laughs> I think Joel is the light. Ooh. I had, um, I thought about this morning I was going to have the dark and the light to come up to do an, an example or something. And I said, this time I'm going to use Joel as the light. Even though they're both uh, bright guys. But you expect the white man to be the light, right? <laughs> and so I decided to switch it this time. But go ahead. Um, I want to touch back on that right and wrong. Yes. So our parents need to be examples of that, right? Yes. So what are, the, what are the parents supposed to do with the children? Just let them figure it out? If they are examples of right, if they are perfect parents, yeah. the kids would do the right thing. And then if they did get off track, with love, you'd be able to correct them. Oh, so when but they make a mistake. you traumatize them. Oh, okay. You don't leave them just be. And most of the time, kids have questions anyway about everything, right? Yeah. So you're just answering the questions. But when you discipline a child, isn't that the same thing as telling them what's wrong? When you're in the light, 
Yeah. If you're a perfect parent, rarely would you have to do that to your children. Like, you wouldn't have to whoop them? Right. But sometimes kids You are only just... have to whoop them now because you're off track. And all they're doing is repeating what you are. They may be doing something a little different. Their action may be different, but they're emulating their parents. But sometimes the, the kids become like the parents. But they can be influenced by the world. Not if you were perfect. That's why God said, be of him, right? So that when they go out into the world, they won't be so easily deceived. But sometimes they can give in. Not if they're of the light. And if they did, they'll quickly come out of it because the parents are that way. Okay. Especially the father. Yeah, because yeah, I was raised that way. What yeah. way? Like that. My parents, they weren't religious, but they were very, they were perfect, good examples of what to be. And my dad was mostly, you figure it out. And then if I messed up, I got a whooping for it, then he would explain it to me. Like, but that's not the way you do it. It worked for me. I mean, I don't That's why you have on blue sock with short pants. Because <laughs> <laughs> it from work. Yeah, it worked all right. <laughs> all right. So I was thinking about this over the weekend. What I want now more than anything else, I want more light. I always ask God for more light. That's the one thing I do say. As I do my silent prayer, I'm like, God, give me more light. Because it's amazing what happens in the light, right? And it's amazing what you realize, what you remember. Because these things we already know. But when you fall into darkness by becoming angry, you forget that you know. But you already know everything. It's here. And when you start to wake up, you just start to remember. You really do. It's like nothing is really a surprise because you already knew. It's just that you forgot. The kingdom of heaven is within. And so I ask God to give me more light because with light come everything else. So all mine, perfect health, whatever your needs are, they will be met. And so I want to show you a different what happens when you, the moment you become angry, right? And just, I hope it worked. Might not. It might be just me seeing it this way. So I need James right here and Joel right there. And so we're going to switch the light. It doesn't mean James is not of the light. You heard him yell at those guys today on the radio. <laughs> Would you say, you're just snake in the grass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, an example. My knee hurt because I've been running. And so they sore. I told you. You told me what? <laughs> How come you're running so much? <laughs> <laughs> so um, when you're in the light, step back just a little bit. Really, you could just see everything. Really, you see people, you see things, and it's not you, but he allows you to see. You yourself, you're growing without even knowing it because the kingdom of heaven is inside of us. And God said this, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed or something like that, right? Once you plant it, like I told this young lady, once you get it, now that she can see all those thoughts, it's growing. The mustard seed is growing. It really is. You are changing, right? But if you should be, and so now you're relaxed and you're not taking anything personal. You, you're not into the slavery thing. You can see people lying about slavery and all this crap. You see how crazy the world is, but you don't hate it. You see it. You're in it, but not of it. And then you start to overcome the unrighteousness. And the unrighteousness is the, uh, the stuff we pick up, the sex, the line, the video games, and what, overeating, whatever, right? You start to overcome that in the light. Because the sin is the hatred. 
not the other stuff. So once you let go of the anger, you're now in the light. And so you're in the light. You're living your life. You see things, but you're not hating it. But the moment you become angry, you go back into darkness, and you can't see anymore. Really, you just can't see, even though he is white. <laughs> you just can't see. The moment you become angry, you're really into darkness. It's like everything shut down. But once you realize, wow, this is stupid, and you just come back to the light, it'll be as though you never miss a step. Satan will want you to think that, oh, you're not saved, or you've not been born again, or it's not what Jesse said, or you're not in the light, because he's trying to keep you in the darkness. Because if he can get you to believe that, you're back into it already. One thought makes you believe another thought and another thought. And so I, I wanted to point that out because I want you to know that once you wake up, you cannot go back. Once you're born again, he is lying to you that you could be unborn once to die and once to live, right? So you're overcoming the death by admitting that you hate and going and forgiving. So you're, now you're living. But if, while you're growing, some of you are going to fall into anger. But don't let Satan make you think that it's not working. He wants you to judge that situation. Just realize you're angry. Relax. Put up no resistance. Don't deny it. And it'll pass. It's just that simple. You, you become conscious again. That makes sense? And so I want you to just relax, really, and just be. God wants us to be like a, a living being. You're not, you can't, after y'all ladies said, I want to add to that, you can't make anything happen. Of yourself, you know nothing, and of yourself, you can do nothing. So don't judge, based, especially based at all, but thank you, light. <laughs> Bye, darkness. <laughs> We've been lied to by teaching us all this stuff. And we all go through that. That's why another reason we can't judge, because we all go through some mess, right? And so just remember, when you first start waking up and you find yourself lost in your head again, don't freak. And don't, let, don't believe this lie. Oh, it's not working. It is working. Once you plant that seed by admitting you're wrong and going and forgiving, you wake up. You cannot go back to sleep. Because you know that you fell back into darkness, but don't freak out about it. And then you come right out of it. Because freaking out is judging it. The only way you freak out because you judge yourself for getting angry. And say, like, see, you thought you had it. He's like, yeah, that's right. And now you got to go sit down and be silent for another hour, right? He'll make you do crazy things. Just relax and just be a living being, and he's working through you. It's just that simple. That makes sense? Any questions about that? Yes, return. Anybody have any questions about that? It's just, I'm telling you, and then you're growing. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It's growing. You can't feel it, taste it, or touch it, but you are changing. So if you happen to, let's say you, you're a pothead, and you happen to hit that joint this evening, <laughs> You know you don't want to hear it, right? But you're about to have some dinner. That <laughs> food tastes good with the high. That's a dessert. <laughs> don't fight yourself on it. And if you've got to have it, be aware that you're smoking it. That's all. All right? And even the sex stuff, you're not, you're, supposed, you're not supposed to be doing it, but you fell into it when you were in the father's state, right? And so you get mad. One little second of anger, now you want to have sex, right? And then 
let's say you don't come out of it real fast. No, have a little sex. But don't make it a big deal. Right? Don't lick and lap and stay forever. And just go do it. And go. Be aware of yourself, right? Be aware of yourself. Just be aware of yourself. Going over there to the lady house, going to lie to her, <laughs> going to pick up some beer on the way. Just be aware of what you're doing on the way. I'm telling you, that's awareness is amazing. Because now you're not judging yourself. Now you're not trying to make yourself change. You have nothing to do with it, and you're trusting the Father. That makes sense? I'm telling you, if you just practice that, and if you have a fight with somebody yesterday, don't judge them either, because you don't know what they're going to be like. Maybe they realize they're wrong, and they repented for it. But and now you're ready to cut their throat because you judge them. And the one thing that Satan wants you to do is to judge. He wants you to overreact. He'll bring his little demons out of hell that you knew 70 years ago and remind you of something you did 70 years ago, right? And right away, you're a freak. He got you. Just relax. Let it be. It's going to all, it's just that simple. It's so easy, I can't even find the words to express. Let go, let be. Yes, return. I sort of forgot my question, to be honest. You forgot your question? I did, because you started going and. She black. <laughs> Especially today. Okay. Um, Okay, my question is more or less, I, I feel like you've answered this, but I, I just need to hear it again just to make sure. Um, yeah. As I'm waking up, you know, I do believe in my heart I am waking up. I, I just, you know, I feel different with certain situations that, you know, come, come about. So my question is, as I'm waking up, I'm noticing that I'm being confronted a lot. And they're not confrontations that I necessarily am pursuing myself. It happens when... I give a response that is not what the person is looking for. Or the other thing I noticed also is that it's just something that happens, I think, with men and women, but a lot of, I'll say men, <laughs> they've been coming back, like just, you know, they'll text yeah. you out of the blue and stuff like that. Now, the Victoria a year ago would have entertained it and said, oh, hey, what's up, you know? But now I'm just like... You'd be like, yeah, child, come on over. No. <laughs> Let's and order I, yeah, pizza. And I, right, and I feel like if I entertained it, that's what it would go into. Right. But like I said, this is how I know there's some kind of change happening because it's almost like what you said when you were uh, given the demonstration on the darkness and the light. Did you like the darkness and the light? It was that, that was an example. I yeah, that yeah. was that was great, and um, that's why it, it it kind of brought that question to my you know to the forefront right now because. I am noticing that the darkness is coming full force all the time. And like I said, I would have given in to these things or, you know, kind of would have bended to whatever the person was saying to me or, yeah, with the guy, let's go out and have a drink. You know, yeah. you know how it's going to end already. Yeah. But I feel like I'm starting to see it. So my question is, when you're waking up, does the enemy start to attack more Absolutely. and more? Absolutely. And, and Family so, turn on you. Yeah. Old boyfriends or girlfriends call up. Everybody want to party. And so, but, you, but you're growing, and after a while, it won't, you, you're able to say no. 
Mm -hmm. and not the things guilty. you used to care about, you don't care about anymore. Right. But you don't remember when the change happened. It just changes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what, okay. <laughs> well, I guess I already know the answer. My question was going to be, why does the enemy start to come at you so... He gets you to judge. Yeah, because it's like if you're, if you're not strong enough to see it, then it'll pull you back because it will convince you that waking up is wrong. Right. Because the majority of people are not awake. So That's right. you do feel, I have felt, that I'm some kind of outlier. I'm different. I'm other. And that's, that's tough when all I've ever wanted to do was fit in. So, you know what I'm saying? So how do you become more comfortable in that process? Do you just keep silent just prayer? Keep, and, do the silent prayer. Yeah. Don't hate. It changed it by itself. And you'll be fine. All right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you again. Thanks for all the information. It's really I have a question about you said anger. Um, when you mentioned anger, I got listening to your program and what I've learned in the three months of YouTubing and, and uh, being very informative. Um, would you say anger is a female trait? Yes. And That's why every man that has anger is a woman. Correct. That's what I'm going at. And um, I've learned, I mean, I'm, I'm not really an angry person, but just I, sure. I try to, I, 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 excuse me. You have some anger? Um, no. Um, no. When they say, um. No, I mean, I, 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 actually, I, 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 I pray before. I, I do a little, my own little meditation before. I, before I could, my example I was going to give you was um, even when driving in Los Angeles, um, I have a motorcycle. I drive occasionally. And I used, used to years ago. Just, you know, people drive, cut you off. And I, I, I've learned that um, even when they almost kill me, even now, uh, I don't get angry. I almost, I almost what, learning from you in the two months, I try to, to put that in my head to say, you know, just be calm about it, think about it, and don't respond. And it helped me to deviate my anger to, like, be more uh, humble and just... Well, you won't have to think of it that way either because your nature is changing. And it would be perfect love, so you don't have to think about not being angry. Correct. Correct. Okay. Do you have any anger at all? No, I, God, I, I love everyone, actually. I, I, I do, I, I love. Do I you love. have any anger at all? No. Do you ever get angry? I've gotten angry, uh, but not to, angry, not to the point where it distraught my thought pattern. Do you ever get angry? Yes. I rest my case. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. And you should admit it. Don't deny it so no. you can overcome it. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Don't judge it. Don't deny it. Right. Because Satan wants you to deny that he's there. So it is a woman's trait. Uh, what I'm getting beta. from your... Yeah, beta male. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting that... Uh, beta male. Uh, a man should be more temperamental and just handle situations in a calm demeanor and... We will have less... Uh... Women, too. Once they are born again, they will be, too, because they have the logic of the man, which is of Christ. Correct. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yes, Charles. Then I got to end. Yeah, I like your illustration you made with, with uh, James and... and uh, I call, still call him Friday. But anyway... Uh, Friday! <laughs> um, you know, when I was years ago when I was taking boxing lessons, my trainer wanted to teach me a lesson. And so, uh, so we were in the ring, and he said, you really got to keep your guard up, because I was kind of lazy to keep my guard down. And so what he did, he talked about my mama, 
Then hit me, <laughs> then, then hit me in my nose. And so that got me mad. I started, I started swinging wild, and then he, he, he was able to hit me real easy then. Yeah. So he was telling me, that, that's yep. what you do. You, you, you lose, you get out of yourself. You get upset, angry. And I, I, you can't see them punches coming. He was, he was, I said, I gave you a left, right, and a, 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 I gave you two right, a, a right cross and a left yes. cross. And upcut. You didn't see either one of them coming. That's right. so upset. So if I stayed in myself, I know when I stayed in myself, not let myself get angry, I can see the punches coming. That's right, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and the last thing I want to tell you is that um, Satan is always trying to, as Victoria said, he's trying to bring something to throw you off, to make you judge. Make you judge somebody or something, whether it's a slut or a slut maker. <laughs> Are you a slut maker, Alan? <laughs> Are you a slut maker? No. <laughs> Are you a slut maker, Alan? <laughs> no slut maker. <laughs> All right. So, um. Somebody watching this. So, what? Somebody watching this. <laughs> when did you stop being a slut maker? I, I, I'm not a slut maker. <laughs> when did you stop? When did I stop? Is your cousin a slut maker? No. When did you stop? Uh, three years ago. Three years ago? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe maybe a year. Maybe a year. <laughs> <laughs> How you cut three years down here? <laughs> That's funny, man. Satan is always trying to put something in your way. I'm telling you. He's tempted others to tempt you. You gotta judge. Really, he tried to make you judge to draw you back in. Really is. All right? Just be aware of that. I was at the gym yesterday, Friday, and I had been seeing this big black guy there. He had those African things on. A big guy, a little tough. So I went back to the gym on Saturday. And so, oh, maybe Friday, one of those days. When he saw me, he came over to me like this. He's like, Where you being? <laughs> I'm like, no webmaster. <laughs> no. He said, where you been? I've been looking for you. And then I said, well, where you been? And he's like, I've been looking for you. I'm like, well, where you been? I'm acting all tough, all scared, all in this. So he hit me one time, I'm out. He like, and so I just played it off. I'm like, well, where, I've been looking for you. Where you been? He like, man, I just want to tell you, I ran across your show. I love the Father Saint. He like, you are tough. And I like the way you deal with people. I just want to say, amazing. <laughs> I'm like, Phew. And then so he went across the gym, and I could hear him from one side to the other gym. He amazing. <laughs> but he looked like one of those mean black guys. But he was just nice on the inside. And so... I say that to say, resist the temptation to judge. Even when a person is a little angry or when they look whatever, right? And say they try to make you judge, look at that nasty person or that mean person, right? Don't pay attention to that. It's not real. And if you do find out later that, that they are mean and you have not judged them, you could deal with them. You want more light. You want to live in the light. And the last thing is, don't hold on to anything. Don't hold on to the truth and don't hold on to the lie. 
All the stuff we talked about here, let it go. Leave your cup empty. Do not learn the truth. Do not learn about being in the light and all that. Because that's what you're going to aim for. Just know you need to be born again if you haven't. And don't hold on to anything. That makes sense? Because Satan have you holding on to that and you get nothing else. And he'll use it against you. Always have an empty cup. Like, uh, Victoria, don't, don't think about if you've been born again or not. Just watch things happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, so if somebody call you up, an old boyfriend called you up out of nowhere, just notice that, and you'll see what to do. You don't learn it. You learn in the present. You do. And then you move on to something else. Then you move on, move on. That makes sense? All right. I'm so out of time. Oh, real fast to James. Okay. I'm not going to fire you. <laughs> He's like all hopped down in the seat. A lot of super chats. Uh, one guy asked, I forgave my parents, but and it seemed to have worked with, for my mother, but I still get angry at my father. What should I do? Well, he hasn't forgiven both of them. You need to forgive, but don't work. Once you go and repent, Satan's still going to make you think you're angry. Just relax, that's all. Don't judge it. Um, really, just relax, and life will happen. I'm telling you, it will happen through you. It really will. God loves us. That's why he sent his son, put everything back to order. Everything is really in order. We're living in paradise right here on earth, but because you're in that fallen state, didn't know it, you didn't see it, you will start to see it. You really will. Okay. Is it beta to, for, to tell pe- someone that you forgave your parents because then it in, entails that you suffered trauma or implies that you suffered trauma? What? Is it beta to admit that you forgave your parents to someone? See, that, shows that you... kind of question I would never think of. <laughs> How is it beta to forgive and then to tell someone you forgave? That's the question? Yeah, because they're saying that maybe it implies that you had trauma in your past. And what's wrong with that? Maybe in a dating situation it, I... Surmising. Call into the show. Oh, that's a crazy question. Last one. How do you witness to a Jehovah's Witness? Isn't that a crazy question? <laughs> I don't feel bad about my Oh, no. Your question wasn't crazy. <laughs> Just don't ask it anymore. <laughs> no. Yes. How, do you, how do you witness to a Jehovah's Witness without arguing about Jesus' salvation and the devil being real? What would you say to that, James? Don't, don't try to witness to them. <laughs> yeah, don't try to convince anyone. Yeah. Don't convince anyone of anything. Be an example. Be honest. Don't judge. But do not convince. You hear the people when they call my show, they want to get into the Bible. I'm like, I got to go. Because you can see they're not going to see it. So why waste your time? Yeah. One real quick. When you're born again, does that mean you also die? Well, you die from the ego, then Satan's nature. Yes, sir. Right behind you, James. Yes, it's beta. <laughs> what beta? To tell someone your dirty laundry. To say that you forgave? Yeah. I, I, I talk about that all the time up here. I know. But how would you know if I'm not a witness? Well, 
there's a difference because you're born again, but also, didn't you say a couple months ago, don't be telling random people your dirty laundry. Just keep that to yourself. You don't got to be sharing all that. Right. Is that what he was asking? I don't know. He didn't really give any, he didn't elaborate. I thought he meant, should he say to anyone he went and forgave? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure I'll call him the, but my answer is, yes, it's beta. Don't be telling people your dirty laundry. Yeah. But that's not dirty to say I forgave. I went and forgave. Because a lot of people don't realize that really all you need to do is forgive. That's what have you locked in. It's the unforgiveness. But you don't have to tell them all your dirty stuff. It's not an Oprah show. So call my show, though, and I can answer that. Last quick one. Did you see, according to this person, that there were preachers, black preachers, that condemned the harassment of the police in Harlem? No, I didn't see that. That's awful. They condemned it. No, condemned to mean that they were not for they, it. Yeah, they condemned oh, the people they for throwing the water. The people that did. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad. Right on. About time. Anyway, don't forget to uh, donate to us. We need your support. We have materials there and all kind of good stuff, all right? Counseling service. And I'm looking for a fundraiser and a social media person. So if you're good at social media, I know a lot of you young people are, and you're looking for a job, let me know. Or you're good at fundraising, let me know. We have two opening immediately. All right? Thank you for tuning in, and thank you all for coming. I appreciate it. Amazing.